We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning. Ball in the airline center, we about to get litty. Luca carrying a torch, Borden jumped up off the porch. How you reckon with his force? Third season in the game, and he a legend by his fourth. Look, after dirt, now the king of Dallas. Airline serving as the palace. Young team, and it's full of talent. Want revenge, we accept the challenge. Luca carrying a legacy. What it take to be an MVP? Being great, know it cost a fee. Know it really ain't that hard to see hold on wait silence the critics cause they never did it pass out jordan i woke up the city map shooting hot like we straight out the chimney go back to batman i'm calling them drizzy both triple doubles i'm waiting on 50 step back smoother you know it's so filthy if i get down on my team gonna lift me Rep the map, step back, overcame the setbacks, starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back, no, we gotta get back. Rep the map, step back, overcame the setbacks, starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back, like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. 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 How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. And tonight, as always, I'm joined by my co-host and DallasBasketball.com colleague, Matt Glatson. Matt, are you ready for our official Mavs Step Back Trade Primer episode? The trade extravaganza. Exactly. Yeah, I mean everybody's everybody's always asking us for you know our our thoughts on different trade packages and different guys and everything, and you know we mostly just talk about the the pipe dream guys, and we will more so tonight. But I just felt like you know let's just do a full episode of nothing but trade scenarios. So I, I think that'll that'll uh, satisfy a lot of people's itch for that. Yeah, I agree. That's. Uh... It's always fun to talk about this stuff, you know. Um, I feel like that the trade stuff does does very well because it's it's always what you don't have that's more attractive rather than what you have. Yeah, and that's that's true of pretty much anything. So, um, but you know, stuff with NBA rosters and NFL rosters and free agency and all that stuff is is always the most fun to talk about. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the Mavs, and we, we talked about this briefly before we got on here, but when they're hitting shots, they look unstoppable. But they're one of the more streaky teams in the league because when shots aren't falling, they just look completely lost. They look kind of hopeless out there. And I think the biggest priority going into trade season for this team needs to be three-point shooting. 
Uh, I think they've shown that when they when they actually pay attention to detail, they have the capability of being a good defensive team, uh, given some of the athletes they have on the roster right now. But the three-point shooting is just severely lacking. And Josh Richardson, you know, he's played extremely well these last five, six games. But Seth, <laughs> Seth Curry is helping the 76ers, you know, to the first seed in the East. Uh, he is currently shooting 50-50-100 on the season. Um, he's been amazing, Matt. He's on pace to be the only person to ever do that. He isn't Mr. Free Throw. No. No, which is which is kind of annoying to me because, you know, he had he kind of had a knack for missing free throws at the worst possible time. <laughs> when he was in Dallas uh he'd hit them all the time but then when it it got to the end of games he'd miss some but anyway Seth Curry's been amazing for them and uh Josh Richardson's gonna have to shoot at least 35 36 percent from three uh to make that trade not look like a steal at this point but that's where I'm at uh I do not think I mean although that the Mavs could get some help uh rebounding you know, get another big man and all that. I, I really do think the top priority is going to be adding more three-point shooting. So, <clears throat> Matt, we're going to start out with a pipe dream trade, and it's one we've talked about a ton. Uh, it's Bradley Beal. And we've talked about this. The only way that this works is if Bradley Beal says, I want to play with Luca," Because we've seen the reports, the Wizards – supposedly told him before he signed the last extension with him, if he ever wanted to leave, that they would accommodate him. You know, whatever he wanted, wherever he wanted to go, they would, you know, they would grant his wish. So if he says he wants to go to the Mavs, then I think it'll happen. And if he says that, then I don't think they would have to give up KP in a trade package to get him. But we're going to do this two ways. The first trade scenario here is what their best package would be, in my opinion. And the second one is going to be what I think they could get by with if Bill does indeed say he wants to go to Dallas. So first one, Mavs send Kristaps Porzingis, James Johnson, Jalen Brunson, and a top 10 protected pick to the Wizards for Bradley Beal, Davis Bertans, and Ish Smith. Thoughts? Man, I still don't want to do that. I, I still don't want to trade KP. And maybe I'm in the minority. Um, I get that. I don't really care. I, I, do, I don't like um, the idea of trading KP because I don't think it really does anything for you in the long term in the sense that how much better are you really getting uh, without KP in terms of the power structure in the West? Like you're, you're probably still uh, fourth or fifth in the West with that. You're not beating the Lakers. You're not beating the Clippers. You're not beating right now Utah because they're just going nuts. Um, they're first in the West right now, I think. Um so I just I, I just can't bring myself to do that yet. Uh, maybe if KP doesn't string together a bunch of success here in the next couple of weeks, I'll change my tune. But I'm still well, on the train. And, and again, I mean, like I said, if if Bill wants to play in Dallas, I don't think you have to trade KP. But I think just from a pure asset standpoint, that would be their that would be the best return. Uh, that the Mavs could give the Wizards realistically. Uh, now, if Bill does want to play in Dallas, I think they could get away with the second offer, which is just for Bill straight up, you trade Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleba, Jalen Brunson, and a top 10 protected future first and a second, which seems like I a lot, but – you're pairing Bill with Luca and KP. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I, I would definitely do that one. Uh, I, I feel like you might have to add one or two other things there. Um, yeah. Just to kind of sweeten it a little bit for them. But um, I'm much, I'm much more inclined to do something like that. Obviously. I mean, sign me up yesterday for that one. Cause I mean, the wizards, if, if Bradley Beal isn't part of their long-term future, they're going to need a point guard because they're not going to keep Russell Westbrook past his current contract. That's That's been a disaster. Uh, Jalen Brunson has shown promise. Uh, even on these national broadcasts, we've seen people just praising him left and right, saying that he could be a starter on a lot of teams going forward. I think if they ended up parting with Bill, they would like, you know, something like that, a, a young – a young, talented point guard uh, who's still on a rookie deal. You know, you get Tim Hardaway Jr., who's playing his best basketball on an expiring contract. You get Maxi Kleba, 3 and D big on a really, really team-friendly deal, and then throw in a couple of picks there. I just – I think that would be a well-rounded – not – I don't think it's too much of a stretch to see something like that happening. Uh, but like we said, it all depends on Bill. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that um, I think you maybe add one other piece, like um, maybe Tyrell Terry or something like that. I think that I think yeah. they're probably getting another uh, young player in there that uh, they can try and develop. Did you see Tyrell Terry get some run in the G League today? I did not. I, I got busy with some other stuff. He was pretty impressive. Uh, he scored 18 or 19 points. He led the uh, the Memphis hustle in scoring. He had a really Steph Curry like step back three from the corner. That was it was really cool. It's it's good to see him uh, go to a place where he can get some run, since that's apparently not going to happen with the with the varsity squad just yet. So, <laughs> yeah. I think that kind of thing could be attractive to Washington. Uh, yes, yeah. that's, that's something that you could kind of get invested in. So. Moving on, this is we're, we're getting the pipe dreams out of the way early here, Matt. So the next one, I've got a few left pipe dreamy that we'll bring up later. <laughs> hey, well, as soon as we get done with this one, you can bring that one up. We'll just get them all out of the way. But this one is Carl Anthony Towns because the Timberwolves—they're the worst team in the NBA. And spoiler alert: we're having a little. Uh, pause here because the Mavs beat the Hawks 118 to 117 <laughs> and Luca had another yeah, triple double. Trey Young, tried to fall down. Trey Young tried to fall down and uh in the middle of like the, in the middle of the inbound play and uh now he's crying and yelling at the refs and he's pretending like his nose is bleeding and it's hysterical oh man you mean he flopped again and he didn't get the call <laughs> yeah Oh, I mentioned this earlier tonight and we won't get too far down this rabbit hole, but I I don't have anything against Trey Young, like just personally, but Matt, I hate the way he plays. He is a mini version of James Harden. People compare Luca's game to James Harden. Trey Young is closer to James Harden with how he plays. It is flopping and flailing for days. Anyway, he, uh, <laughs> he tried to take a screen from or tried to set a screen on Willie, and Willie just kind of knocked him over. <laughs> and now he's pretending like his nose is bleeding. It's just, it's like, well, that, that that's good. So now the Mavs, they've won three consecutive games. They've won, uh, they've won four out of five. So getting things back on track, even though it hasn't been the prettiest at times. But hey, you have to win ugly. So. All right, well, back to our trade extravaganza here. So, Carl Anthony Towns, Matt, I know I know you don't like the idea of trading KP, but if it was just a straight-up deal, Carl Anthony Towns for Kristaps Porzingis, would you do it? I would do it. I know so I know that out. doesn't I know that doesn't accomplish your your overall goal of adding a third star, but I think I, I feel like a duo of Luca and Cat would be 
would have a higher ceiling than Luca and KP, in my okay, opinion. So hear me out. I would do that. And here's why. Because you're not you're only giving up KP. You're not mortgaging the rest of your future, trading the 20, 2025 first round pick, um, trading any other assets. It's just KP. And that I, I think I could get behind a little more. Um, I'm not saying necessarily that I love it, but I, I think I would come around to that. I would do that. Yeah. It's a little bit easier for me to stomach. And I do think he's a better player than KP. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the man is a better player than KP too, but you're, but you're also giving up more to get him. And this is a little bit easier for me to rationalize. Yeah. And, and with, with Carl Anthony Towns, you know, you, you'd probably, I just, that when I was putting that together, I was just like, you know what, just straight up cat for KP, but you know, the Mavs, they might end up having to do like a, a protected uh, future pick or something like that. But just looking at the, at the way his, his career has gone in Minnesota and looking at their current state of affairs <laughs> with the Timberwolves, it just doesn't seem like that marriage is going to last much longer. And I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the Wolves would prioritize more. Do they want to completely rebuild again and sell Cat and get a bunch of picks, or do they actually want to get uh, a really good player back in return? So, I don't know. It's another pipe dream deal there. That's not even one where there's been a lot of, you know, speculation, rumors about or anything like that. But I was just thinking about it. Like, you know, he's sitting right there in Minnesota just wasting away his prime. He's averaging 22, 13, four assists on a – almost 50, 40, 90 efficiency. I mean, it, it could work. I could see it. But anyway, so. Well, I Matt. have a – I have – all right, go on with your next one, and then I'm going to I'm gonna come back at you with a uh, another Carl Anthony Towns trade here in a second. That, um, okay, sounds good. I, I think it's a little bit uh, – it's a little different. Okay, so now we're getting into more of the – it's not quite pipe dream. It, it's more realistic. Uh, it, you know, it's still not likely, but it's not just, you know, completely far-fetched. So now we're getting into the Zach Levine stuff. Uh, the Bulls, I haven't checked the standings yet. They're still outside of uh, the playoff picture, but they've been hanging tough. Uh, Levine, let's say, yeah, they've got a 39 uh uh, three 390 win percentage this season and that's the highest of Levine's career <laughs> so they're even with Levine balling out they're still not getting very far with it and you know I could see him wanting out close to the trade deadline so my I got two of them Matt my trade proposals for Levine and you tell me which one you think is would be more realistic is the Mavs sending Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., James Johnson, and Josh Green to the Bulls for Zach Levine and Thaddeus Young. And then the second one is just, just has Zach Levine coming back to the Mavs in, in return for Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., and a protected first-round pick. What do you think? I, I prefer the second. It's I think it's a little less complicated, right? And um, I, I think that when you're making trades in the NBA, I think the less complicated, the more likely. If that makes sense, um, like why have a bunch of moving parts when you can make it simple? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's uh, I think that's the more likely of the two outcomes personally. My, my reasoning for the first one, which again was James Johnson, THJ Brunson, Josh green for Levine and young young still has another year on his contract with the bulls worth 13.5 million. So if they want it, like if they know they're going to trade Levine anyway, and you know, they want to go ahead and shed some extra salary 
that would be a good way to do it. You know, it's like, okay, we're giving you some, some good pieces back, but here we'll also help you out and take some of your, some of your salary off the books too. So I agree though. I think the less complicated, the more likely. So I would, uh, I would definitely go for that THJ and Brunson with the first round pick straight up for Zach Levine. But Overall, I mean, do you, do you think I'm too far off base there? I mean, I, I think Levine isn't quite in the pipe dream category like most people might think. No, I mean, he's not. Look, a pipe dream is for a player who is top, top um, tier star, top, top tier star, all star, that kind of thing. Levine's not that. He's a really good player. Yeah. Um, maybe he could be that, but yeah. he's not that right now. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's like I pointed out the other day when I saw that that stat about this year being the the winningest percentage so far of his career, and they're still <laughs> they're still not very good. That's what happens when you take a second or third tier star and you put him in a top tier star role. And I just I feel like if they were able to get their hands on him and pair him with Luke and KP, that is the absolute perfect position for him as far as like his skill ranking. So uh, I, I really hope it happens. I, I think that's the one I've been holding on to for over a year now, Matt. Uh, so <laughs> maybe that can be my, uh, my KP prediction. Cause I kind of okay. did that too before it happened. But anyway, do you want to go ahead with yours? Or you want me to keep rolling with these? Um. So I, I want to throw back another Carl Anthony Towns trade to you. Um, sure. That I think is more, not necessarily more likely since, I mean, obviously you don't um, have as much ammo if you don't trade KP. Um, hear me out. And, and uh, look, I don't want to hear the, the, the Twitter comments after this one being like, <laughs> Why would why would the Timberwolves do? I mean, this whole podcast is going to be that. So, like, let's just have some fun and discuss. That's it. that's the fun of um, trade pods, man. That you don't have to. Uh, you just you're just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what people think. It's fun. I mean, we're just kind of we're kind of brainstorming here, so that's fine. Go, roll with it. <laughs> okay, so hear me out. We've established that the uh, Timberwolves are the worst team in the NBA. And you took the approach of, well, maybe they just want another star player and try and build around him. I'm going to take the opposite approach. And I'm going to say they just want to completely rebuild. Okay? Yeah. So this is my package. You trade James Johnson and Tim Hardaway Jr. And give them, what is that, $33, $34 million in expiring money. Yes. You give them, you give them Jalen Brunson, <clears throat> you give them Josh Green, and then a first round pick. Yeah. That, I, mean, I mean that's that, a lot. That, that's, it's a lot to give up from probably, the mass perspective too. So I mean I do it, it in is, a heartbeat. It is. <laughs> you get that Carl Anthony Towns and Malik Beasley, who may or may not be going to jail. But <laughs> That gives you Carl Anthony Towns, and then that gives you another guy that um, can hit shots. He's 42% from three this year, I think, if, I, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Is that wrong? So, no, I, that, no that, that's right. You're talk, who are you talking about, Malik Beasley? Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, no, Cat, he's shooting 38% from three. But, yeah, Malik Beasley, he's, he's killing it. Um, yeah, so, um, I, I think that is something that – would be kind of hard for Minnesota to turn down with all the expiring money. And then the young, younger assets that you get in the, in the pick. Um, if they want a second round pick, throw one in too. who cares? It's a second round pick. Um, yeah. And te- the Mavs pick situation, I've seen some people saying like, Oh, well the Mavs can't trade any picks and all that. Yeah, they can. It's as simple as lifting the protection on the Knicks uh, 2023 pick that they traded in the KP trade. Literally, that's all they have to do is just lift the protection on that, and they could trade their 2025 first, and they could trade their 2027 first if they wanted to. So, uh, that I mean, that's literally 
that's literally all they'd have to do. So even if you had to give up those two picks, you know, again, you're, you're trading for a third star that way (laughs) with this one, you're not trading KP for cat. You're getting cat to add to Luca and KP, which would be insane. (laughs) Yeah. Look, the idea behind that is that, um, Look, if you're if you're if you're make, if this trade happens and they say we want your 2027 first two, I think you do it in a heartbeat because um, if the trade goes through, you're not getting good picks in 2025 and 2027 anyway. <laughs> yeah. The picks are going to be terrible. So <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's really not as valuable just because it says first round pick. It's not like it's like oh, we have the the Wolves 2027 first round pick, you know, that's, they're always going to be terrible. They're always going to be picked in the top five. Yeah. And I mean, the idea. (laughs) Yeah. And the the idea behind it, like you said, is like, do you, what do they want? Do they want to completely rebuild again? Because they've already done that many times and it just hasn't worked out. Or do they want to, you know, to get a similar star-like player. But, I mean, what star player are you going to trade for who wants to play in Minnesota, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, also- it would almost have to be younger guys who want to just get a, get a lot of run uh, and get their feet wet, you know? And also, if you're at the point that the Minnesota um, ownership is in, you, you almost have to completely – not just rebuild your roster. I think you have to completely rebuild your entire structure. You got to get a new GM. You got to get new front office people and you have to completely start over. That's the only way it's going to change. And and you do that. The way you do that is by acquiring young players and draft picks and finding the right people to run your, your, uh, your franchise. And they haven't had that in a decade or two decades. Yeah. Since whenever AG won a playoff. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Game for Minnesota. Well, and by the way, we're not going to get into this, but anyone who wants to argue that KG is better than Dirk. They just need to go back and watch that playoff series. <laughs> the only time they met in the postseason. <laughs> and Dirk swept him. And it just he was putting 30 and 10 on his head every night. It was it wasn't even close. Uh, KG's a clown. Anyway. <laughs> the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff. And it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. Moving on to another one here, Matt. And it's against uh, – against it's with a team that the Mavs have played two times in the last week, uh, the Atlanta Hawks. I wrote a piece about it on DallasBasketball.com. John Collins, he's an upcoming restricted free agent. 
And when I had, uh, when you were out, uh, I can't, I think, was it the last pod you were out or no, it was the one before last, uh, I had Brad Rowland on here and he was saying that he doesn't know if the Hawks will trade him, but given that they offered him a $90 million extension before the season started and he turned it down and given the fact that they have like 115 million committed to, uh, Bogdanovich and Gallinari with the Trey Young max rookie extension on the way. I don't know that the Hawks want to pay him. And if that's the case, they have to at least consider trading him before the deadline. The problem is because of his situation, I guess, uh, you know, he's not really a star but he is when he plays the Mavs, obviously. He shoots 58% from three, (laughs) 62% for his career. Uh, The Mavs is the only team he averages over 20 points for for his career. So uh, he is a star when you consider that. But, you know, he's not really a star. Uh, And he's only making $4 million a year. So salary matching, it's tough because unless you're getting back – you know, a really good young player on a rookie contract back for him. I'm not exactly sure how you'd make a trade work. But anyway, if they do decide to trade him, I think it would be interesting to see if the Hawks would just, you know, try to get a similar player type for him plus draft compensation uh, just for giving the other team the ability to control his restricted free agency. So without further ado, my – trade proposal would be it's simple matt it's willie collie stein and a 2025 first round pick (laughs) and the reason i pick willie is because the the salary matches exactly uh they both make 4.1 million um you know he's he's an athletic big uh he's shown the ability to run the pick and roll effectively when he feels like it um He's not the three-point shooter John Collins is, obviously, but I think if you're, if you're the Hawks and you don't want to pay big money to Collins going forward, you get a guy like Willie Colley-Stein, you get a future first-round pick, and you have another $4 million team option for Willie uh, for the next season. So what do you think about that? I like it. I like it. Um, I – it, you just have to you have to think about how Atlanta is valuing John Collins, um, and how other teams value John Collins. Maybe if they if they kind of put it out there that they want to trade him, somebody will offer a little bit more enticing of a package than that. Yeah, but um, but I, I mean I I like it. I think that um, it's definitely something they would consider. Um, I just fair on both sides, really. Because yeah, it's it's hard for me to imagine that you're going to use that pick and get a play like where you when you get to where uh, when you get to it in 2025, and it's going to be a player that is as good as John Collins. Yeah, and and look, the it it's really hard even when you're brainstorming and just kind of you know throwing stuff against the wall. It's hard to figure out a trade for a guy who's about to go into restricted free agency. I think back to the Nerland's Noel trade and given, you know, he was, <laughs> he was valued a little bit more than, than what he is now at the time. But I believe that trade package was simply Andrew Bogut and like two second round picks. If I'm not mistaken, is that right? I think that's right. I don't I'm pretty sure it was Andrew Bogut and two second round picks for Nerland's Noel, which, you know, at the time that seemed like an absolute steal, but you know, I, I don't know. It's tricky because you, you can either trade him now and get at least something, or you can wait until restricted free agency and somebody offers him a max and then you don't want to go over 90 million committed to him and you end up losing him for nothing. And there's probably a lot of teams out there that aren't willing to give up a lot in a trade package, you know, for the same reasons. So 
I don't yeah. know. I, all I know is I would love to have John Collins on the Mavs, and maybe that's a byproduct of just how much he has torched the Mavs <laughs> throughout his career. But that dude is good, and I think he would be an excellent fit next to KP. So, All right, we're going to move on from John Collins. The next one here, Matt, and – we talked about we both you know, we didn't tell each other all the trades we were going to be coming up with before we until right before we got on here to record and we had the same idea and I, I knew you would have him on your on your trade list but the Miami Heat have struggled this season and you know they they're starting to get back on track a little bit but Jimmy Butler just really doesn't look like himself. Uh, they don't look anything close to the team that made uh, a run to the NBA Finals last year. So the Mavs should have should have acquired Goran Dragic two years ago. Uh, the Miami Heat tried their best yeah. to hand him to the Mavs on a silver platter, and the Mavs, for whatever reason, <laughs> decided – that they wanted Kelly Olynyk and Derek Jones Jr. more than Dragic, so the deal fell through, and it's just it, it made us very sad. So, two years it later, it made it you it made you sad. unbelievably sad. Dalton, you might have been disappointed. I was <laughs> in <laughs> shambles. <laughs> oh man, I, I know it's been a rough it's been rough for you since then. But we're gonna try and fix that here hypothetically. So say the say the Heat aren't able to quite get it back on track. And what do you think about this trade for Drogic? James Johnson, just for basically salary purposes, he's played in Miami before. Uh, he fits their culture to a T. He's on an expiring deal. Um, a future second round pick and Trey Burke for Goran Drogic. See, what do you think I'm going to say? Yes. I mean, obviously you're going to say yes, but my question is how viable do you think the package is? I think it's viable. I mean, obviously you're not going to give up the moon for a guy who's – I can't even remember how old he is at this point, 34? 34, 35. 35. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to give up the moon for that. But, I mean, he's the kind of person that um, – or the kind of player that I think puts – he doesn't put you over the top – but man, he makes you so much better in so many ways um, that you're lacking. Uh, his scoring, his leadership, his playmaking, his ability to ha- handle the ball, uh, his and toughness. And look, it's not just—it's not just that too. He has won a championship overseas with with uh with Doncic. <laughs> you know he. He's Luca's big brother, so you have to factor that in too. I just, I, I really think it would just be a match made in heaven if they did that. And like you said, it's not really. I agree. I don't think it's really what you consider an over-the-top piece, but it would one hundred percent help this team out, um, especially with like closing games and not letting teams go on these super runs like we saw when they played the depleted Timberwolves the other night. You know, they were up by 21 in the fourth, and it ended up being a, a five-point win at the very end. I, I don't think you'd have those type of issues with a guy like Drogic on the team to settle people down. So, Well, also, it, it, to build on that a little bit, it's the J.J. effect in a sense. But also, um, he <clears> – <throat> Let me think about how I want to say this. He 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 just he brings a different mentality to the team. I think. Yeah. It's not just you know pushing guys and keeping them going. It's it's a I think it's a whole another level of, of veteran leadership can, that the team hasn't had, and it's 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 something that he can do and back up on the floor. He could be that. Person, he, he could be that later career Jason Kidd like the Mavs had, you know, leading up to that yes. championship run. Yes, and I think that um, – I think that the, the, um, the, the communication and the, and the chemistry with Luca is just going to be uh, – I think that would be 
just the icing on the cake. I mean, I don't care what team in the NBA it is. Goron is going to make you better. But if you put the best young star in the NBA with his uncle and mentor every night, I mean, I just, I think it brings the best out of Luca too. Yeah. So, and I think whether you play him with Luca or not, because we've seen this season, Jalen Brunson, he's actually been better as a starter. So if you wanted to, you know, you could start Brunson with Luca and bring Drogic off the bench to, you know, as with THJ, who's been a flamethrower off the bench here lately, you bring those two off the bench and you're set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Dalton, let me say something else too. Um, you were giving me guff. I'm, I'm trying, trying not to curse here. You're giving me guff the other on our last pod because I didn't say Giannis. It's Dragic. Dragic. Yeah, that's the one I struggle Drag- with. Yes. So, <laughs> ha. You did. You did it. You got me back. Good job. <laughs> okay. So, look, we're going to move on to another one. This is another point guard, uh, veteran point guard who is a little bit older, uh, but he's still really good. What complicates this one, though, is his salary. And I'm talking about Kyle Lowry uh, from the Raptors. And I think you, you wrote a piece on this for uh, 105.3 The Fan lately, didn't you? Yeah, it was a um, – so there was some – so, okay. We have a, sh- a show that comes on from 10 to 2 called the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. And yeah. um, I, uh, I don't always agree with all of their basketball takes. Um, I'll put it that way. Who agrees and, with everybody's basketball? Team? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> so it is what it is. But uh, Mike Bassick um, is on that show, and he put out a trade in which uh, basically it was the uh, the Mavs trade for uh, Carl Anthony Towns that I just proposed, swapping out Jalen Brunson and Tyrell Terry um, for Kyle Lowry, um, and. Which I don't so think I works salary-wise, does it? No. I mean, I, I think I put it in there. Whatever I put together, it, it, it Anyway, it was it was overpaying. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was. It was overpaying for Kyle Lowry. So I wrote about how um, – basically the, the, the structure of the, of the article was who says no to this, and then I put a case for and against for each team. Yeah. Um, and then as, as I was writing it, it was just like, holy crap, this is such a bad trade. <laughs> yeah. Um, so well, I, we'll I hope the, that yours is better. Yeah. What I'm thinking is I, I don't think you can give up a lot of draft compensation for a guy who is – because, I mean, Lowry's really good still. But he's also an expiring contract and he's an unrestricted free agent this off season. He could walk for nothing. So I don't think you can give up, you know, a future first. Uh, but if you get a piece along with him, I think you could do something like this. So say the Mavs send Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway, Jr. James Johnson and a second round pick for Kyle Lowry and Norman Powell. And Powell, he's making $11 million a year, and he has another deal left on his contract. Uh, He's a really athletic shooting guard. And let me see here. I think he's shooting 43% from three this season, 16 points per game. So he pretty much takes over your your Tim Hardaway Jr. uh, role there. But what, what do you think about that? Well, it's funny because when I was trying to put together my trades that I promise we'll get to, guys, I didn't put together as many as Dalton. Um, <laughs> I'm an insane person. I put together, I had like 13 trades. <laughs> yeah, I only have five. Uh, but I, I thought about Norman Powell and I started putting something together and I just started wondering. I don't think that Toronto wants to trade him or would, would want to trade him. I mean, it depends on it depends on how they feel right now, because that's that's what I'm still trying to trying to figure out is how, how Toronto feels because they just extended uh, Fred Van Fleet. They just extended uh, Pascal Siakam uh, was a year or two, like a year ago or something. Anyway, it goes into effect and they're both 23, 24. Um, 
Kyle Lowry just seems like the odd man out because he's, he's getting older and he's going to be worth a lot of money. And yeah. Kyle seems like a guy that can keep around longer, that is still a really good player. I don't, and it's the same with Boucher that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He is, um, he is I don't know sneaky how, good. How, yeah. I, I don't know how willing they're going to be to get rid of cheap, good assets like that. Yeah. Um, but well, let listen, me ask you this. Let me, let me ask you totally this then. Would you would you trade, and this is basically just to match salary, but would you trade Tim Hardaway Jr. and James Johnson straight up for Kyle Lowry, or you think that's giving up too much, uh, giving, given Kyle's age? Well, no, because they're all it's all expiring deals. Yeah. Um, I just mean like no, based on – I just, I just mean like based on what, what Tim Hardaway Jr. gives you off the bench and – you know, he's a 40% three-point shooter, and he's basically still in his prime, so. Well, I mean, look, but, yeah, also worst-case scenario, it's um, you're getting $33 million or whatever it is in expiring money. Yeah. So, you're not you're, – again, you're not giving up your future. You're not trading Josh Green, Tyrell Terry, a first-round pick, and yeah. any other good assets you have for a guy who's – expiring and aging and walk and not washed but he's not what he used to be yeah regardless regardless of whether the Mavs are interested in trading for Kyle Lowry or not I do feel like that's going to be a guy they're interested in in free agency (laughs) given how much money they're going to have to spend and he's obviously not going to make 30 million a year this time around so I think that's a guy they'll be interested in. Our, our buddy Kirk Henderson mentioned in our group DM the other day, uh, Mike Conley. That'd be another intriguing option for the Mavs yeah. this offseason. So they're, they're going to have, you know, Giannis is off the board. Uh, a guy like Rudy Gobert is off the board. Uh, unless Kawhi Leonard opts out, I mean, you're really not going to have a big name on the open market. Uh, but there's still some really good players that are going to be out there, and the Mavs are going to have money to blow. So, uh, <laughs> like I've told you and Kirk, uh, Matt, uh, it's kind of my last straw as far as free agency stuff goes. They have the money this time around. They have to spend, and they have to, they have to do a better job um, putting higher-end talent on the roster top to bottom. So, we'll see how they do with it. But anyway, moving on. Uh, well, well uh, let me say this. Before we move on to this one, do you have any others you want to throw in there real quick? Yeah, well, so I have like five trades. I, I haven't read any of them yet. Um, mine are all – and I feel like we're starting to get to more of this tier of trade now. As, yeah, uh, as, yeah. As well, well, no, I, I tell you what. I tell you what, before you go into it, let me just – this is my last one that's not going to be like a lower tier trade. It's kind of on the same level as Zach Levine, maybe not quite as high as Zach Levine, but I'm. This oh, is I have one for this guy too. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be the the last. Uh, let's just call it second tier guy trade, but it'd be with the Houston Rockets uh, getting Victor Oladipo, and. My proposal was because I mean I think any way you look at it, it's hard to see Houston making a trade with Dallas unless Dallas is really compensating them. And I know Victor Oladipo is going to be one of those guys that's an unrestricted free agent. Mavs could just pursue him uh, this off season, but if they wanted to get him in the door early and they wanted to add some extra shooting, which what I what I said at the beginning of this pod is going to be in my opinion, a top priority this trade season. I would like something like this. You trade Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., James Johnson, and a future second-round pick for Victor Oladipo and Eric Gordon, who still has three years on his contract past this season. Thoughts? Uh, I, I – Again, I mean, I have one for 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 Victor Oladipo as well. Um, yours, I think, is um, 
I mean, because look, Eric it doesn't Gordon as much as far as because like look, okay, my 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 thing with trading for players on on expiring contracts typically is do not give up a first round pick for them because you don't know what's going to happen. Um, so I think the second round pick makes more sense there. In my trade, I give up a first round pick. Mine's a little different than yours. Um, but in my, my idea is a little different than yours too. I, I think yours um, kind of fixes the Mavs issues that they have right now a little bit better than mine right. does. Um, mine is a little bit more uh, financially um safer i guess and it 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 fixes some different things Uh, but i like yours i would take yours in a heartbeat too i think Um, the only thing that concerns me about giving up jalen brunson is then like so trey burke's your backup point guard right now right Um, and that's a little bit scary to me yeah yeah i mean but i mean maybe you give Tyrell Terry a little bit more run by then. I don't know. All all I know is, you know, Eric Gordon, he has the capability of handling the ball a little bit if he needs to. He could be a six-man type, and then you also add Victor Oladipo, who is, you know, he would meet the criteria, in my opinion, for a third star. So uh, that's where I'm thinking on that. You know, Eric Gordon, he's shooting 37% from three, averages 18, 19 points a game. And like I said, you know, he's he's on a, a longer deal. He's 32 years old, but, you know, I think they could really utilize a player like him going forward too. So, anyway, what is, what, what's your Mavs-Rockets trade proposal? I, I feel like um, mine is a little bit riskier in the sense that I'm, I am giving up a first-round pick, which I typically wouldn't do for a person. I literally cannot wait any longer. You have to tell me. I'm dying to know what this is. Okay, so mine's Victor Oladipo, James Johnson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Tyrell Terry, and a first-round pick. No way. Uh, oh, wait. It, 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 you're talking about Victor Oladipo straight up? Victor Oladipo and P.J. Tucker. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, they must so, have cut so out Victor on mine. Oladipo and P.J. Tucker – uh, for James Johnson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Tyrell Terry, and a first-round pick. I think if like like we talked about, I think if you make that a second-round pick, I'd probably do it. And I really don't. <laughs> you know how I feel about Tyrell Terry. I I get attached to certain guys, and I really do think he has a a load of potential. I'd hate to uh, I'd hate to ship him off to a a division rival, especially when both of those guys could walk this offseason. But yeah. my thing is, and let me say, originally I had P.J. Tucker on my my trade deal too, but the reason I took him off is because, one, he's about to turn 36. Two, through 24 games with the Rockets so far this season, Matt, he kind of – he kind of looks like he's washed. I mean, I mean, I get it. I mean, he's not really happy with his situation in Houston with contract stuff. And, you know, he, they had a rough time with all the Harden stuff going on and everything. But he's shooting 39% from the field, just 33% from three. He's averaging 4.8 points and 4.5 rebounds a game. He just he, – he, I don't know. I don't know if it's just the situation or if it's the fact that he's kind of over the hill at this point. Uh, I think that um, I think it's more. I think he just needs a fresh start. Maybe he's you know he's not what he used to be. That's that is what it is. But I mean that that happens today, just happening to all of us. But I think that uh, I think if he had a new situation, he'd be a little bit um, a little bit more productive. But also. Man, I'd still rather have him out there than like Wessa Wundu or, um, you know, some of well, those other Yeah, players. you're right there. Especially on, because I'd have to look at his shooting splits too, but. And you're going to need someone to replace James Johnson too. Yeah. The trade. So defensively, I don't really, I wouldn't have any issues with it. I just, uh, the three point shooting is what gets me because. 
he's usually lights out from three, uh, especially from the corners. And, you know, this year he just, he just hasn't, I mean, he just fell off, you know, so, and it's declined steadily, you know, for a number of years now he's gone from 37% two straight year, his first two years in Houston to 35% uh, last season and now down to 33% this year. And like I said, his numbers have just really fallen off. So (laughs) I don't know. I just know that the main thing here with both of ours is getting Victor Oladipo, and it, it's along those same lines of trying to add a third star to Luka and KP because they really do. Now, like I said, when this team is clicking on all cylinders, uh, they're really hard to beat. But, you know, if Luka's not having a good shooting game, if KP's struggling a little bit, uh, the team as a whole just kind of – just kind of doesn't <laughs> – it's hard to keep everything together. So they need that third guy who is consistent on a nightly basis uh, to get them a bucket when they need it the most. So yeah. uh, so that we made it, Matt. We made it through all of mine. Uh, so you want to throw out a couple more before we take off here? Yeah, mine are very uh, – I wouldn't want to say not exciting um, – they're a little less exciting. They're a little bit more uh, role player centric. Um, and there's only four of them. So I, I won't, I won't go off on a long tangent about any of them. <laughs> how about this? How about you? How about you list what they are? And I tell you which one I like the best. <laughs> okay. Well, no. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, the first one is PJ Tucker for Dwight Powell. Ooh, I like that instant. Uh, in a second, I think even, in, even with my concerns with Tucker, I like it. <laughs> in a second, you add a second round pick though too, because um, Houston doesn't necessarily want to take on more money. Yeah, uh, and PJ Tucker is inspiring. So if you give them something, then they're more likely to do it. Yeah, uh, I, I like that. The next one is uh, Dragic for James Johnson in a second round pick. I like that one too. That's that's basically mine. I just added a uh, Trey Burke to it to give them a ball handler back. Yeah, I, I do like yeah. that though a lot. Yeah, and, and I think that yours is more likely uh, because of the ball handler thing. And I I, I should have just stolen yours and called it mine. <laughs> um, my next one is uh, Malik Beasley for James Johnson in a second round pick. Um, yes. I, I and like look, that. this is this is kind of one of those weird situations because at first people are just like, why would why would uh Minnesota trade? Let me see here. Hold on. Give me just a second here. <laughs> people are probably like, okay, well, Malik Beasley, he just turned 24 years old. Uh, he's shooting 39% from three. Uh, averaging 20 points, five rebounds, three assists a game. Why would they just trade him away? Well, Matt, uh, when you sent that, when you told me about that one earlier, uh, I sent you like, oh, yeah, I would love that as long as, you know, he's not in jail. (laughs) Because he exploded for 30 points against the Mavs the other night. And then the next morning, uh, Shams reported that, uh, is it Shams or Shams? I think it's Shams. Anyway, I don't care. who cares? <laughs> it was reported that Beasley was sentenced to 120 days at a county workhouse with work release or home confinement options, and that'll be served at the end of the NBA season. So, is that really? I mean, he's. It doesn't seem like that's the kind of guy the Mavs would trade for. But, again, 20 points, <laughs> five rebounds, and three assists per game. Basically, Victor Oladipo numbers from Malik Beasley. And he's shooting 45% from the field, 39% from three, and 84% from the free throw line. So, I if they want to just get rid of him, if they think he's just you know going to be a headache going forward, 
I think there's a chance to get something like that done. I would 100% take Malik Beasley on the Mavs. And I don't, I don't care if he's not technically a quote unquote, their kind of guy because of the, the troubles he's had. I, I think it would be well worth taking, uh, taking that risk in my opinion. But anyway, yeah. um, was that, was that your second to last one? Or did you have two more? Second to last one. Okay. My last one is, I, th- I think, I mean, obviously we all know that, uh, Dragic is my first choice forever and always, um, even when he's 50 years old. Uh, but I think this is, this is my second favorite trade that I put together. It's very simple. Um, it's a lot like the other ones. If you, if you guys notice, I'm also trading like the same two people in all of my <laughs> trades. You have these certain people who's just like, okay, who can, we, <laughs> who can we swap these guys off for? Yes, and my other one is uh, is George Hill for Dwight Powell in the second round pick. Ooh, um, that's a I like that one because I don't think that like look it, it's it's Presty he he likes putting picks together. It's not like they're going anywhere. Like they want to you know, it, it's a pretty even money swap. They're still building. They still have a ton of assets. You're not taking any way anything away from. Them. You're taking away a, a veteran point guard that they don't have long-term plans for yeah I, I, them another pick i really like that one and he's he's a guy you know he averages 12 points a game uh three assists per game this year he's shooting 39 percent from three but you know that oklahoma city team doesn't really have a lot of a lot of good spacing last year with the bucks he shot 46 percent from three <laughs> Like, imagine if he gets back in a situation like like he was with Giannis, but he's with Luka. You know, you could potentially get that. I mean, don't get me wrong, 39% is really good. But I think if you end up with him in Dallas, uh, he'd be a really nice guy to bring off the bench, and he could potentially get back up to that early to mid-40s three-point shooting range. Yeah, no, it, it... – he, he saw it's 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 kind of the same with with the Dragic thing in in some sense when or where uh, you're solving a lot of problems with a veteran ball handler that you just do not have that you can rely on right now it would also um, be very fitting for OKC to trade for Dwight Powell because they all they already have his twin Isaiah Roby former Mavs great <laughs> they look they look they look identical <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even remember Isaiah Roby's name like two months or like a month after he played for the Mavericks. Like that's how little of an impact he had on the franchise. What's crazy is he's actually been pretty good for the Thunder. What was that? Yeah, I'm sure he has. Uh, the Thunder are one of, uh, what, 29 other NBA teams uh, that are better at developing players than the Mavericks. So no surprise. Well, I think we have officially uh, traded out for this one, Matt. I, <laughs> I, I can't think of anything else at this point. Uh, that being said, everyone who's listening, if you have any other trade ideas that we didn't bring up that you want to hear discussed, you know, sometime between now and uh, the March 27th deadline, uh, hit us up on Twitter, you know, go to the step back Mavs Twitter account and we've got our DMS open there, or you can just reply to any of our tweets there or just tag us, whatever, uh, with your scenarios you want to hear us discuss. So Matt, is there anything else you want to leave with before we end this one this week? Oh, um, is it the all-star break yet? It's not. I think that's a couple weeks away, but uh, I don't know. We, we've got some stuff in the works in the coming weeks. Nothing set in stone yet, but if, if everything goes according to plan, we, uh, we could have some really special guests for you guys here in the next, next month. But, uh, well, Matt, if that's it, I'm just going to go ahead and close us out here. But, uh, guys, we appreciate it. Uh, definitely be sure to rate and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. 
Uh, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, go and give us a review there. That really helps us out. Uh, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we've been promoting this for a while now, but you know the Mavs are just now starting to let fans back into the American Airlines Center. Once that is at full blast again, we're going to be giving away two tickets. And to enter, you have to be one of our first 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. And we're a little over 700 now, so those spots are drying up quick. Uh, but, yeah, we appreciate it, guys. We hope you all have a great rest of the week, great weekend. Uh, enjoy your Valentine's Day. We will see you all next week. You all have a good one. Let me step back for a minute. 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 Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.